a good day to be at Clearview. If you're checking us out online this morning or you're at home, uh, man, we want you to know that, uh, you know what? One thing about Clearview, we got a, a long way to go, but you know what I love about our church among many things is we are not stopping, right? We are not stopping. Uh, we, we are going to find a way. You know, what, many of you that are in uh, business, uh, a lot of you, in fact, I would venture to say whether you're a school teacher, whether you're, you know, if you're, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know, you're having to, everybody, from business leaders to the education system to restaurants to stay-at-home moms to college students, everybody's having to find a different way to live life right now, right? Well, you know what? Good. Good, right? Because, you know, I was thinking about this morning as we were singing that song. You think this is the first pandemic God ever saw? Yeah, you think God, you think God, you know, woke up in March and went, oh, no. No, he didn't. And I'm not poking at it. I'm, I'm, I know that, that a lot of this is, I mean, listen, by this time in, in the year, every single one of us, every single one of us on some level, has either been affected by COVID personally or somebody that you love and care about has been affected by COVID. But I want to, I want to tell you something, friends. There's never been a time in the history of my life when America and the world at large needs the voice of the church than today. Than today. And at Clearview Baptist Church, we're going to be that voice. Amen? We're going to be that voice. We really are. I, I mean, that's, that's the reality of the situation. Um, this is Missions Month, and, and here's the, I've learned this, and I'm, as I'm thinking about it more and more, I really think this was a coup, all right, because it's a coup by Kim Margrave and the Missions Committee to not have to hear me preach for a whole month, okay? I'm starting to realize what happened right here, but it's okay, because I, I still got a microphone, so I'm going to turn it on from time to time, right? But I will tell you, um, but before, if I forget to tell you this, I'm going to tell you now, the next two weeks... We're, we're doing Missions Month this whole week, and I have loved it. It has been, it's reminded me of just how important uh, missions is to Clearview. Man, listen, I don't know if you know this, and maybe you're watching at home, maybe you're checking us out for the very first time. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the idea of sending that voice to the world and to our community, starting here in Franklin, all the way out, it is a big deal to this church. Since the day we started this church was a church plant. This church was born as a mission idea. And, and we haven't stopped doing that. We, we, we are in the top tier of how much we give to missions. And today we're going to talk about international missions. And, and, and as we celebrate this, the next two weeks, not just today, but the next two Sundays, I want to ask you to do something. And I don't normally ask you to do this. And it's not because, uh, it's not because I think that, that you know, uh, I, I really want you to tune into a, a sermon. I, I'm really not doing that. But as I've began to think about all of the things we do with missions, this coming Sunday, a week from today, and in the, the week following, man, put a note on your calendar, put it in your eye calendar, make, give yourself a reminder, even if you're not here, I want you to listen to what I believe God has put on my heart about the state of our church and the state of what we're doing going forward, especially with the narrative that we have in our heads. So um, I, I, it's, 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 it's been an important month, and today we're celebrating uh, international missions. And 
That's what makes uh, Southern Baptist unique is how we do international missions. So if, if you didn't get this, I'm not going to walk through it in, in, in a long, laboring fashion because I want you to see this video that we, we, we had to, again, um, somebody was supposed to be on the stage and they couldn't get here but from the UK. And, and we're going to talk to Ariana Walker and Rob Harvey this morning, uh, two of my favorite people in the world. And some of you need to get your heart ready right now because God's going to call you to go to Yorkshire which is right up by Scotland, if for no other reason, that is reason enough to go, right? Amen. Come on, y'all need to wake up, okay? This, it's early, and then we got to go. Listen, you, you got to go see this place. They've got like, it's like meat and three food everywhere. It's like bishops everywhere you go up there, you know? It's a gravy and roast and all that stuff, but it is the coolest place, and I love what God is doing in, at Mercy UK. I want to show you this breakdown uh, real quick about how we're doing our missions offering. This is above uh, and beyond your, your normal giving. So a missions offering today, what you're giving in the missions month that, that leads us all the way into January, what you're giving is beyond what God has called you to give, you know, obviously with 10% of our income. This will be give to missions. And so this is how we break it down. We give 5% to North American Mission Board. We give 5% to the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. We give uh, 5% to the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home, who we are very involved with. We give 5% to the International Missions Board. And the other 80% is going to the, the Clearview uh, Impact Missions Fund. So that's kind of all one bucket that missions goes into. And today as we celebrate international giving, what our, our, our big international partner right now is, is what's going on in northern England. You know, a lot of times if you think, if you hear about the UK or if you hear about uh, England itself or Britain, you just, your mind goes to London. And the reason is because that's where a a ton of people live, right? It's, I think London's kind of the world capital. It's, it's, it's just, it's the most international, eclectic place in the world, in my opinion. But this is not London. London's way down south, and up top is, uh, is this little town called Oxenhope. And Oxenhope is where something really special happens, and we are privileged to get to work with, with uh, Mercy UK. So I want you to watch this, and we're going to come back in just a minute, and, uh, and we're going to wrap it up, okay? So this is a conversation on Zoom, and um, I really wish they could have been here. There, you know, Ariana Walker was supposed to be on this stage speaking today, and, and that woman is, is a woman of God, buddy. And I'm telling you, well, we're going to turn her loose on y'all as soon as the airlines will let us, okay? And uh, you better, and whenever that day comes, I'll remind you, because you better bring a seatbelt, and, and, because it's, it's, she, she knows what she's doing, and uh, it's, she's a special woman. So let's, let's watch this. Rob and Ariana, it's, it's really great to see you guys. It was interesting when the video came on. I, in that moment, I realized how much I had missed seeing your face. I've, I was uh-huh. already been over there, uh, you know, on the trip, at least one in the past several months because of COVID. That's, that's changed. So you guys, just as a few days ago, you are on national lockdown for the second time. And it's like, it's like a I ain't playing version. Like there, it's a pretty big lockdown, right? Yeah, all the shops are closed, uh, apart from the essential shops like groceries and things, but clothes shops are closed, cinemas are closed, bowling alleys are closed, golf courses are closed, everything. So we're back to not being able to mix households. You can only go to work if you can't work from home. 
you know, I'm at home today for this afternoon. So it's, it's just, you know, yeah, it's really tough, actually, really tough. And here it's getting dark now at 4.30 p.m. So we're in the dark, we're in the cold, we're in the rain, and we're in our houses, not allowed to speak to anybody. So it's not easy right now. So for all of us that are Americans, like, so when you say nobody can come to your house, I mean, they, they are, are they enforcing that? Yeah, if they catch you out, there's fines being given to people. Um, yeah, there is. If you, there, there's 20,000 pound fines being given to people who have like gatherings in their homes for, you know, there was one guy who got uh, caught with 20 people in his home having a party and he got fined, I think 10,000 pounds. That's like 15,000 US, give or take, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Wow. Man, that's, yeah. I don't even, I don't no even. No church. Like they just stopped us gathering now. So we've been, for six weeks or so, we were allowed to gather together in person in churches if we were socially distant with masks on and weren't allowed to sing. Um, and then, and then they've just, in the national, when the national lockdown came in force, in like a week or two ago we stopped in-person gatherings again at church so we're back to uh, online only man but but with mercy as a home uh you guys i, I saw an email just a couple of days ago maybe in the last 48 hours uh you, you you said the heartbeat of the home is back up so there's 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 young ladies back in the house right yes they arrived on monday so uh, we, we are allowed to open because we fall into a kind of education category and they haven't closed the schools and they haven't closed the universities this time. So uh, because we can fit into a residential um, educational place, we are, have uh, been able to still open. So it was a really exciting day. So we've been closed since March and uh, then we opened uh, with two girls and we've got another eight arriving over the next few days. I think we're four now six tomorrow and then by Monday will be 10. Wow. So I, I just realized I, I, I kind of got swamped into talking to two friends for a second and, and I forgot that we're showing this to like, you know, the whole church. <laughs> so, um, but I, I realized there's, there's people that watch our services from, from all over and from many States. And we have people almost every weekend, especially from California that are Californians are moving into Franklin. Like you would not believe. And there'll be people almost every weekend that'll be here from California, a new couple every time. Um, so there's people watching from all over that don't know who Mercy is and what Mercy does. So this is Ariana Walker, and she is the sister-in-law of Rob Harvey. Rob is uh, one of my soul brothers, and we have a, a lot of common interests, especially uh, fine tweed. Um, and, uh, <laughs> a flat cap. And, and uh, newsboy for me. He, can, he, he doesn't need a flat cap because he's got no hair. Uh, but, but, you know, Rob is a man's man and he introduced me to my favorite UK restaurant, the, the dog and the gun. And, uh, it's a, a, a pub, it's a, it's a proper pub. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so it's, uh, they got, uh, it's just good meat and three as we call it in the South. But, um, so, so Rob Harvey, tell us, we'll start with you. Tell, tell everyone what you do for Mercy UK. Yeah, well, uh, we have, obviously we have a residential home that we've just sort of spoken about. Um, but we also have lots of resources that we work with churches with and individuals with. So we have multiple 
uh, books, resources, training days. We have four different training days. Some are more leadership based, some are more workshop based, some are discipleship course based and some are pastoral skills based. And we work with hundreds of, of churches across the UK, but also across Europe as well. Um, and the team that I'm a part of on a normal year, we would be traveling the UK, traveling Europe. Obviously, I would have been over to Clearview at least once by now to, to be with you guys. Um, but that was in April and obviously got canceled. So hopefully again this April. And we were going to we were going to kill a turkey. I mean, to oh, get we're, we're it, still doing that. Yeah, we're still doing that. <laughs> you know, it was uh, when I Ariana, when I told Rob that hey, I, I want you to come in April. And we're going to go hunting. I honestly thought he was going to lose his mind. Uh, oh, he was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, forget the church bit, just take me hunting. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we run, so normally we would be running 10 events a month up and down the country, working with churches, equipping them to work with the people that come through their door. Um, especially now, uh, we're doing a lot of things online and still working with churches. And, and as Ariana said earlier about the lockdown and the things that are going on in the UK, um, Churches are changing every single day. I have friends that are, are pastors and leaders of churches, and they're saying that they're just getting people off the local, the local areas are just walking in to church saying, I want to come to church, which in the UK is absolutely never happens in any way, shape or form. Um, if you go to church, you sort of go all the time. If you don't go to church, you hate church. It's pretty much where we're at over here. So people just walking in the door saying, my life is not great, I need church. Is, is just unheard of over here. So we're trying to play our part in strengthening churches and strengthening individuals to really get a connection and a relationship with God that will help them throughout their life. And Ariana, you know, you, you traveled as the, the founder and, and leader, you travel the globe. Uh, so my, my question, you know, you guys, for those of the, those that are watching, Mercy UK is uh, our, our mission. We, we, we're a big partner with them. We love them very much. And, and so we've come behind them last year. And um, it, it's just been a neat relationship. Uh, and we, we, we talk about you guys often at Clearview and, and even in our worship services, we, we mention you guys. But Ariana, how, how has your role, you're kind of a global traveler and you're especially a European traveler speaker. You're yeah. a you're a, a very well-known speaker and can't wait to get you over here and turn you loose on our, on our people. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to, I think they're ready for you. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not but, sure. <laughs> we'll see when I get there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I think, um, so how has this whole thing changed with what the Holy Spirit's doing in, in you as a person that's usually on a stage and now you're not? Well, you know, that's a really interesting question. I, uh, before all this started, um, about three weeks or so before the first lockdown in March, God woke me up in the middle of the night and he said to me uh, that, that scripture in Jeremiah 17, it talks about blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They'll be like a tree planted by the water whose roots go into the stream. They'll, they'll never fear in a year of drought and never fail to bear fruit. Uh, that That is really what was the challenge and when when we then went into lockdown and all the predictions of us losing income as a, as a ministry and as a charity the predictions were that we were gonna by the end of this year be completely struggling financially and then the residents went home so it all got stripped back all my speaking engagements got cancelled almost overnight so everything got stripped back and yet 
what I was left with was this incredible opportunity to dig deeper into my personal relationship with God, into my and my roots into him and just develop that sense of intimacy for me and not just for what I do, you know, not just for what I'm preaching or for what I'm inputting into people or for the ministry that I'm leading, but for me personally, having the time and the space to just um, just dig deep and, and realize that the fruit that's being produced in my life and through the ministry didn't cease just because there was a, a, a year of drought. Uh, and in fact, what we've seen is an absolute overflow. This is the year when everything else has been shut down and there's all this um, you know, anxiety and fear and worry about the future and about sustainability. Uh, we have flourished as a ministry with the help of you guys, especially, and lots of other people. We have, in fact, completely renovated the home. It has got a new kitchen, brand new bedrooms. It's got new floors, new walls painted. Everything is brand new. And we've got more money in our bank account than we have had for a long time. Uh, and so we're starting, like kind of ending this year in overflow, just like that scripture promises that if our roots are into him, then we do not have to have fear in a year of drought and we will never fail to bear fruit. That, now, so what is Will Gamble going to do when he brings a construction crew over? Are they just going to... Oh, we have plenty to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. Rob, Rob, you've got a list, haven't you? <laughs> oh, I have, I have many scribbles and many a lists. So, Will, if you are watching this, we have tons for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, uh, so let me ask you guys this. Um, what, when you look at none of us obviously nobody knows what the next 12 months is going to look like it, it and i think that's where the mental fatigue is coming from if you're in leadership whether you're in business or nonprofit or ministry it one of the consistents that i've seen among all leaders and this would certainly be true for me is that you're just mentally tired you're you're really tired and and you know you I had a friend of mine in ireland uh mike neglia he he is a pastor there one of the pastors of the calvary it's a calvary york uh york cork sorry calvary cork and um he sent out a a a, a thing on twitter back when covid first started and he said as a pastor how can it be that sunday nobody's meeting on my campus and everything's shut down and I'm working twice the hours that I used to. And, and it's like, it's really true. We finally found a little bit of a rhythm, but I think one of the mental fatigues is that the target changes just when you think you have a plan and just when you spent time with meetings and your staff and all those things, then all of a sudden it changes again. And, and people are just tired. And, and how are, how are you guys doing as leaders? I'll ask Rob, how are you doing um, navigating that constantly moving target? Yeah, good question. Um, short answer is don't really know. Long answer is I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Um, but probably the real answer is that uh, the, the UK have done it slightly different than, than, than the US. We've had a furlough scheme, so many staff have been able to, to not be at work and the government have paid for 80% of their salary, so, uh, which has been great. So it's allowed charities like ourselves to stay afloat because we've allowed some staff to go on furlough. Um, the government has paid 80% of their salary, so therefore that's reduced our wage bill massively, which is one of the main reasons we're finishing the year in, in overflow, as Ari said. Um, 
but therefore that that's also brought its own stresses because people wouldn't have had the same money that they would have had they would have had 80 percent not 100 percent. so if you're already maxed out as a family of five then you're going to struggle a little bit and there's been as you said lots of mental pressures you don't know what next week is going to hold everyone seems to be living day to day we had a planning meeting today well how far can we plan well we plan four weeks in advance that's the best we've got we don't even look at january because things are going to change um but things are mentally challenging even uh, so someone said one of my friends said even the people who are the, the mentally the strongest are even finding cracks in themselves at the moment um but that's an okay place to be it allows us to 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 really connect with jesus on a, on a level maybe we haven't before it allows us to put our strength somewhere else um, I literally five minutes before we we did this call, a phone call came through. I'm part of a support team here, and it was a guy who is. Oh my, he, he literally started the conversation with, "Oh, my life is falling to pieces," and it's like, "Wow, okay." Today uh, we've we've also had all sorts of support calls come through with serious mental health issues because people are falling apart. As Ari said, it's now dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. So not only are we on lockdown, not only can you not see your friends, not only can you not go and do the things you would normally do, it's now dark and cold and rainy. So, so people's, people are mentally tired, but, but us Brits are hard. As, as I know you Americans are, we, we, we dig deep, we are hard. We will get through this. There's lots of signs all across everywhere, or we can do this together. And I think that really is the case at the moment. We can do this together, that it is tough, um, but there are churches doing some great work. There are charities doing some great work. And yeah, we are mentally tired, but, but we serve a great God. We are able to refresh in him. Um, and, and really, we're still able to, to grow the kingdom and help people all at the same time. Ariana, what, what, what are you, when you look at like the mental health issue, you guys are kind of using a lot more digital counseling, digital uh, interfacing with the, the broken women uh, and not just broken women. There's more men now. Uh, Mercy started out with obviously as a home for, for broken young ladies, but obviously that morphed. You're working with a lot of churches. Um, so you guys, if I understand it right, y'all are doing a lot more stuff like this with people yeah. correct yeah i mean we you have to adapt don't you and that's something one of the lessons we've learned uh is the adaptability and flexibility and agility to be able to innovate along the way and not just stay stuck in the same model uh, and i think anyone who's staying stuck in the same model now whether that's a church or a charity a ministry or a business if you're going to stay stuck in the same model you're going to get left behind so we've been very very aware of needing to stay really flexible and ahead of the game. So if the if the if they're going to shut everything down in person, then the only other way is to go online. And actually, what we found is that there's a place for that. You know, it's not going to be instead of, but we are going to keep it as well as. So now that the home is reopened, we haven't ditched our online program. We're going to keep it in place because what we found is it really aids transition from someone's personal life, home, work, family into the setting of mercy and, and the four walls of that um, home there, the transition has always been a difficult one to, to navigate both in and back out again. And what we found with the online program is that was really eased the transition. Like I was there when the new uh, resident arrived today and that she already knew the group. 
she came in and they all hugged each other because they're a household and they're allowed to hug each other. That brings they came the anxiety in, down. The anxiety was, level was way down. And so we are going to keep that online element of the, of the home and the residential facility that we provide. But also it's meant that we are much more accessible to people who previously would have been really um, anxious about doing an online thing or a Zoom. Most people hadn't even heard of Zoom before this happened. So now Zoom is an acceptable uh, way to connect with people and it's just widened our scope uh, uh, immensely. So we've got people now, like Rob is constantly on the phone with, with guys who would normally not have probably even bothered because it's a bit awkward, you know, online. And, but it isn't anymore now, it's become the new norm. Yeah. So we actually, I'm really quite grateful for the opportunity to have grown in that way. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, Dylan Sherlock, our, our digital missions director, his theory was that Zoom started COVID so that they, because they're, they're making so much money <laughs> now, you know, they, yeah. the whole world's now, it was all a conspiracy with, from Zoom, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. but. Uh, I know, I, our 2021 plans that include really having to invest into our digital side of what we do because we we've been caught behind a little bit on it in that we don't have the actual you know stuff you need the expertise and the specialism to do it really really well so uh, you know rob's done a great job of being able to host training days with you know 150 people on the zoom and then work out how to do all the breakout rooms and all that kind of thing and so rob's been we had at one point 400 odd people all doing keys to freedom online um you know through and rob was setting up online uh training and email interactions with people so yeah we it's been there it's been a really interesting learning curve for us you know i was telling our congregation we were walking through how we give money into missions and this just this past sunday and and i and i, I said you know we often forget some of the wins and one of the things the lord did you know who would have known you know when we when we came what a confirmation that that Clearview and Mercy supposed to oh my goodness. be connected because when who would have known in November of last year, all, no. you guys thought you were staring at this looming shutdown from Microsoft that your computers yeah. were going to go, you know, haywire and you, you, you were coming. There was a hard stop. There was a date. It was a hard and, stop. Yeah. There was a hard stop and a date on a calendar and a time. And it was, you guys were, yeah. I could hear it in your voice. You were, you, you weren't panicking, but boy, you were, it was bothering you. And, and um, so here, here Clearview comes in, you know, all of yeah. our people join in this and who would have thought that all of those devices and, and laptops and all of that technology actually was for a whole different reason too. A whole yeah. different reason. Yeah. So it, we, we honestly, we, we remind ourselves you know, when this says in the Psalms, doesn't it? You know, I remember the times. We remember the times, and this is one of the times. This is written in our history now. The time when, without us realizing that the that that lockdown would happen, that we were provided for with you guys and your partnership and your friendship towards us. This this very specific need of digital equipment, computers, and uh, software, etc. And then, lo and behold, just a, eight weeks later we couldn't even go into our offices and so thank god and thank all of you guys that we had laptops uh, and were able to actually keep going i mean god is so faithful and even and the bedroom furniture as well 
the fact that that was all there and we we weren't really sure how and when we had a really short time period of when we were going to be able to build it you guys were going to send people over we were going to you know and then we're like what we're going to do with all this furniture and then the extension of the lockdown has meant we've actually been able to just have teams of volunteers in you know two or three people at a time come and build uh furniture uh and so yeah it's it's been a really yeah god's gone before us for sure yeah he he has well let me let me ask you this um Clearview does pray for you guys. Kim Margrave keeps uh, Mercy UK in front of us all the time. And obviously we have Rachel Biedenbaugh here at Clearview that works for Mercy Multiplied. And, and so you guys are, are always steady on our hearts. Um, Rob, as, as you deal with churches, what, what is it specifically, what do we need to be praying for you on that front? I think always keeping our residents and our residential home in your prayers is is vital. Um, I know that we we have connected on a, on a personal level as friends, but and and you've been very generous with with a lot of your finances as well. But but we and, and you and me have spoken about this many times, Jason. We never want this partnership just to be okay. You've got money, we're a charity. We'll take money, we'll spend it. Thanks very much. We want this this relationship and connection to continue, and we want. And again, we'll share later, I'm sure, about, about how we do that. But, but my point being that you guys are going to have opportunity to come and visit the residential home, to, to invest into our, our women, our young women. These are aged 18 to approximately 30. And these are women who have gone through, who have gone through a lot of them, Helen back. They are, they are struggling with life-controlling issues, so much so they need to stop their entire world, move to a different part of the country for six or nine months, and invest in their in their discipleship and their restoration that way it's more than what a little book could fix it's more than a preach on a website would fix this is this is deep inner healing to really get them get them back on and back with their relationship with god and back healed and back free so your prayers for these women that are in the home because these are brave brave women um, I'm currently at work now and over the car park there are six of them all having about to start their evening meal probably um, who have given up their life to move to this strange house in the middle of nowhere you've been to our place we're in the middle of nowhere um, and and really just to keep them in your hearts and, and your thoughts and your prayers uh, that they get to experience the freedom of, of Jesus in a very special way. We, we are, I can't wait for Clearview people to, to go and see everything in Oxenhope. And, and uh, I, that, that Oxenhope is just a small part, I think, of what God's going to do between Clearview and Mercy. I, 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 from the very beginning, I, I mean, um, I don't know what, what all we're going to do in the UK and Scotland and other places, but we're going to do something, buddy. Um, and it's, it's going to be a long, a long journey. And I'm... Um, I want you guys to know that we, we love you guys a lot. I, I'm man. I wanted Rob over here in April. We, Ariana was supposed to, I think be here in November. Yeah. We had a lot of plans, man. Uh, but that's okay. We're going to do you it. Won't let us in. <laughs> yeah. That's because you got to check in online. Can I come yet? Nope. We don't let you in without, we don't, we can't get a visa. <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I want you guys to know that that we love you and and we're with you and we're and we're not just doing that Thank in you. words. We are. Uh, we're going to continue this. God, we got we got a long. We we didn't start this partnership to uh, to 
do any, we, we said that the first time we ever met. I said, you know, we don't want to do anything short. Uh, and, yeah. and so uh, anyway, I, I, um, I thank you guys. Look, everyone watching this online, you can go to, to Mercy UK, Google Mercy UK, see what they do. And, it's, uh, and it is a world-class place to invest your, your money and, and what they're doing. I've seen it up close and personal. They are not only real in the real deal, they are real people doing real work. Um, and it is, it matters in a country where, as Rob said a minute ago, where people, you know, um, the way I describe the UK to pastors and, and other Christians is nice people. But when it comes to, to spiritual issues or Jesus, they've just moved on. Uh, they, they, they've just moved on. It, it's a secular society. And, yeah. uh, and, and so that's where, that's, that's why we're funding what we're doing with Mercy UK. So I love you guys a lot and we will see you on this stage. Soon. Yes. Yes. We love you too. Bye. Yeah, we, we, love you we look so forward much. to 21. See you soon guys. Why would we take 25 minutes on a Sunday and, and show you a conversation. <clears throat> because, uh, one, we couldn't do it live, but, but for another reason, I want you to see what your church does. You know, I want you to see that missions here has real names and faces. It has people that are looking back at you going, thank you for helping us do what we do. Those are people that, uh, I wasn't joking, you know, Rob Harvey, uh, he's never hunted in his life. That was motive enough to get him over here, you know. Uh, you're going to love that guy. And, uh, and they work, if you didn't catch it, the, one of the heartbeats behind why we help them, uh, there's many reasons, but one is, the UK is networked different, and so churches from all over Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, they, Mercy works with hundreds of churches. So by working with them, we get to help them reach hundreds of pastors, hundreds of churches that are typically in the UK very small. They're very small churches. They, I mean, Clearview is a mega, mega, mega church compared to most of what they work with. And so this, it's really hard in the hamlets and villages across that. And so one of the things I wanted you to, to notice uh, before we get out of here this morning, you saw joy in their eyes. You saw hope in their eyes. And, and why is that? I'll tell you why. Because those two people, Ariana was a, a business lady, Rob was a school teacher, and God called them to do this, and guess what? They answered the call. They get up every day with a purpose. That's why we talk about it so much at Clearview, that they, that they have a purpose for their lives. They know what they're called to, whether that's you in the marketplace or you in the education world or you in the medical field. They are, they, those two people are called to something, and we know that you're called to something, and when you're called to something, you can endure anything, right? Even secular psychologists have said that. That any, anybody that knows, I think it was Nietzsche that said, if you know your why, you can endure the how, right? If you know, I think it was him, I have to look it up. But one, one famous psychologist said, if you know your why, you can endure any how. If you know why you do what you do. And so as you leave here this morning, I want to leave you with a, the words of Jesus. Over the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about 
the story that you choose to believe. Okay? We're going to talk about the story that you choose to believe. We're going to talk next Sunday about the story you choose to believe and, and what God has done and what God is doing around you. You know, you've been told since March to be afraid. You've been told since March that the whole world has fallen apart. And I want to tell you, friend, it is not. Okay? It is not falling apart. All right? The whole world isn't falling apart. Yeah, there's, there's tough times out there, but you know what's going to happen? There's going to be tough times again, right? There's going to be tough times again. There's going to be, and it, it'll look different, it'll be different, but this will not be the last time my generation, won't be the last time your generation faces an incredible setback, right? So what's made, what's, what's made the Christian church always uh, been able to survive? We morph, we adapt, we overcome, we improvise, we find ways to do what we do. And so this, this is part of our conversation. What story are, are you choosing to believe? Because if you're choosing to believe a story of fear, guess what you're going to be afraid? If you're choosing to believe that the whole world is bad and everything's wrong, that's what's going to happen to you. But if you know God's called you to something, you can have joy. And so listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, in, 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 you don't have to turn there, but in John 17, I just want you to hear the words of Jesus. Jesus is praying. He's talking to God, and this is what he says. But now I come to you, God, and these things I speak in the world so that they, that's us, so that they may have joy made full in themselves I have given them your word, and, not, and the world has hated them, because they're not of the world, even, though I, even as I am not of the world. I do not, listen to, this, listen to what Jesus said, talking about the disciples and subsequently us. I do not ask you to take them out of the world. Don't take them out. Don't take them out. What, what have we all been praying for, especially in the last nine, ten months? Relief, Right? Relief. Relief. That's what people tend to pray for, especially Americans. When times get hard, we just want it to be over. We don't, we don't know what it means to struggle. You know, this has been on my mind a lot since COVID hit. I've wondered, and I'm, I'm just telling you, this is just Jason, not just Jason the pastor, Jason the American, Jason the guy that lives in Tennessee. I've wondered so much. You know, the World War II generation... The, the, the generation that was in their 20s during World War II, 20s and 30s and even 40s, in the 1930s, the 1940s, the men went and fought and the women made bullets. Factories were, were turned from car parts to, to helping, the, helping people save the world. It was a unified effort. People had grit in those days. And I've wondered, where is the grit? now. Seriously, where's the grit? Where's the ability to overcome, to endure? This is not the first pandemic the world's ever seen. And we're called to be a church in that time. And so Jesus says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. Mm. That's John 17, verse 15. They are not of the world, even though I'm not of the world. Sanctify them in truth because your word is truth. And then here, here's the verse that I read this week that really, I was just reading through this for my own self. And this is what Jesus said. He said to God, as you sent me, 
Father, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. As God has sent Jesus into this world, Jesus sent us into this world. We are here for a reason, Clearview. And that's the story we're going to tell. All right? That's the story we're going to tell. We're going to tell ourselves the truth. And the truth is this. You know, here's the reality. We can't, we can't deny the brutal facts. The brutal facts are the brutal facts. And the brutal facts is life is hard right now. Okay, so be it. But you know what? We are sent into a world that's hard, and we are sent into times that are hard. And that's why the world needs the church. And that's why Franklin needs Clearview. That's why Brentwood needs Clearview. That's why Tennessee needs Clearview. And that's why people over in the UK need Clearview. And they need every church to pony up, man up, saddle up, and let's do what God has called us to do. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And we're going to do it with strength and conviction and courage. It's okay, people. You can clap. You know, hey, if you're watching online, we're not shaming you for being happy. Okay? We're not shaming you for having some joy. The world needs joy. So as you get up, everybody stand up. Let's, we're, we're getting out of here. I'm going to preach next week's sermon today. Okay? Dad Gummit. All right? Dad Gummit's a big theological word. It's, uh, it's in Philippians somewhere, I think. Um, listen to me. As you go out there this week, I want, you, I want you to get ready for Sunday starting today. I want you to get ready for next Sunday starting today. All of you at home, get ready for next Sunday starting today. If, if you watch online, you're listening on a podcast, that's fine. I want you to get ready for next week this week. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to ponder all week long. What story am I believing? What story am I believing? And who's getting to tell that story? CNN, Fox, or the Lord? Who's telling that story? Right? The Bible tells us to take our thoughts captive for Jesus Christ. You can't control what comes into your mind, but you absolutely can control what you do with it. Amen? So as you go out of here today, Jesus said, I've told you these things that your joy may be lacking. No. That your joy may be full. As you walk out of here today, Christian, you walk out of here knowing that God owns your future and the future is in the Lord's hands. And it is good. It is good. You know, you often don't think about sharing something with somebody like a tweet or an email or sending them a sermon or sending them a podcast. You don't often think of that as missions, but it is. It's not that you have to send it to the whole world or post every single thing we do at Clearview on your feed. But if, if you've heard a sermon or if you've listened to a podcast, think through your life. I mean, God, who needs to hear this? Sometimes it, it, it doesn't need to go on your Facebook page. Sometimes it needs to go on your Twitter. But sometimes just a simple text to one person can make all the difference in the world is sending them the Word of God in real time. Share it. You'd be surprised how far it goes.